Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you're having a great start to your day. And I can tell you this, whether or not you're having a great start to your day, there's a boost of positivity that comes to being a Grizzlies fan today, and that is with how well this Grizzlies team has played over the past two games, two games in which it needed Two games that have come at the exact right time for this Grizzlies team. Two big victories, including one of the best of the season last night in a 133-104 victory over the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to discuss the game against the Mavericks and why it was such a huge win for Memphis. In the second segment of the show, we're going to talk about how the way in which the Grizzlies team, this Grizzlies team has won the past two games has been in the exact way they needed to win to really get their confidence back going for the playoff run over the next several days. And in the third segment, going to talk about a fun narrative that's unique to this Grizzlies team that we've really not seen before when it comes to the Grizzlies that's becoming an even bigger spotlight this time of year. Of course, you can show, find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, the Odyssey app, Spotify, Stitcher, all these different places, that's where we are, and that's where we will be, and we ask that you listen, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show. We always want to make sure we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. My name is Sean Coleman. If you're a new listener to the show with it being the stretch run of the season, welcome. The exact reason that I do this is the exact reason that you listen. We're both passionate about, we're all passionate about Grizzlies basketball, the NBA, and obviously sports in general, and it's so much fun each and every day to be able to talk with every one that I can about Grizzlies basketball and enjoying the success of this team. So yesterday, we also want to remind you that today's show is sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Going to have a surprise Michelob Ultra Player of the Week this week. Really surprising Michelob Ultra Player of the Week this week, but I think that he certainly has earned it for his play this week. But when it came to the Grizzlies last night against Dallas, you know, myself and others had talked about it, and it seemed like that there were some indications that the Grizzlies were going to take it, since they had won three out of their past four coming into last night's game. And last night was clearly the Grizzlies' lowest odds of winning, you know, before they, you know, play Golden State on Sunday. Last night was an opportunity to perhaps get some rest for, for, for a player or two who, who normally did not rest for the Grizzlies, and that was Jonas Valanciunas last night. Now, I think that there's, you know, legitimately Jonas was experiencing and seen a bit of back soreness, but just straightforward, when we saw the injury report come out yesterday, and it had Jaron sitting out, obviously, because it was the second game of a back-to-back, Grayson dealing with his um, abdominal strain, it also had Sean McDermott on it, but as well as Jonas Valanciunas, it became pretty clear that two things were, were were pretty much understood. The Grizzlies were going to have to produce like crazy on the perimeter, both shooting and defending the three. And that when it came to the team that they were playing, arguably the hottest team in the NBA over the past two months in the Dallas Mavericks, it was going to be a tall task to take on. But the thing that does should not surprise anyone is that when it comes to a tall task to take on for this Grizzlies team, they rise to the occasion and deliver. This Grizzlies team absolutely was on par for the entire game. During the first during the first and second quarter, in which the Mavericks had played like one of the best teams in the NBA over the second half of the season, they were right there with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies killer, or however you want to say it. You know, we talk about C.J. McCollum. We talked about Kevin Martin in the past. I think that um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is right in that conversation now because it seems like every time he plays the Grizzlies, Unfortunately, he gives them a fit 
And that's what kept, you know, the game close. At the end of the first quarter, the Grizzlies were up 27 to 28. At the end of the second quarter, the Grizzlies were up 60 to 57 thanks to a final three from Dylan Brooks. Overall, John Morant had an excellent first half. A lot of players stepped up and had an excellent first half. There were also some fun instances. One of the best instances I've seen recently is that Killian Tilly, our two-way player from the draft, who uh, you know I'm a big fan of, many are a big fan of. He took on Luka Doncic, 101, two straight possessions at the end of the first quarter, and he stopped him both times. There was This was a growth game for many on the Grizzlies roster, and it was just a lot of fun to see. But in the first half, we saw some players like John Conchar, Killian Tilly, others get some run that they usually don't get, but it was in the second half where this Grizzlies team took off. 73 points, and it was not even from the starters. John Morant had more had, had the most points for any Grizzlies player. 24 points last night, also seven assists, eight rebounds. Or excuse me, um, eight, yes, eight assists, seven rebounds, I'm sorry. But the big thing about it was, was that it just wasn't John Morant or the starters. It wasn't one player who had a 50-point night or just had the best game of his career. It was up and down the whole roster. The Grizzlies had seven players who were in double digits. That included Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones, and John Conchar. You had everybody, uh, you had Jonte Porter contribute with four points, Killian Tilly with three. Twelve different players were able to play for the Grizzlies last night including Justice Winslow getting some more run. Two assists and two rebounds in five minutes. The great thing about last night's win was that it was a collective team effort. It was an effort for this Grizzlies team to be able to show that their depth is still one of their best assets and that when everybody's playing together, they are going to be very tough to beat. We'll get into a few more reasons as to why last night's victory was so impressive and so needed in the second segment. But that's the thing that stood out. The other thing that stood out last night was that the Grizzlies once again continued their trend of really being able to, when they need to focus on the star player, of another team, they can really execute a game plan and execute it well. By throwing different looks at Luka Doncic, that's what Coach Taylor Jenkins talked about. That's what I've talked about on the podcast several times. The Grizzlies' strength of being able to have their wing defenders, particularly Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony Melton, the ability to take different players with different body types and different skill sets and throw it at the opposing team's best perimeter talent, that shined through last night. Luka Doncic, 4 of 16 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists in 26 minutes. One of his worst games of the year, he wound up sitting out for much of the fourth quarter due to the Grizzlies blowing the Mavericks out. So this Grizzlies team can limit the opposing team's star players, and that's probably what they're going to have to do next week if they want to get through the play-in into the playoffs. So that was another really encouraging sign. But overall, the big thing about it is this, is that the main takeaway from this game last night is that the Grizzlies, without two of their more talented players in Jonas Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson Jr., they stepped up and they delivered. It, It was a complete team effort. And not only was it a complete team effort, it was everybody playing together, playing on a level that they know they can play at, and this is the type of win. This is the type of statement win. Who cares what it's... Who Though it makes a statement to everybody else, that's not the concern. It's a statement to the Grizzlies that they know that they have the ability to step up 
and to play at a level that is needed to be played at any time that they want for them to be able to make their goal of making the playoffs a reality. They're going to have to play like this multiple times again over the next 10 days to make the playoffs. Well, now they've put together two consecutive games in which they know they can play at that level when they need to in order to make that happen. But why specifically is the way in which the Grizzlies have played and the way in which they've won these three last three games especially, so or last four out of five games especially, so important? Coming up, I'll talk about, we've discussed how the Grizzlies' offense has been trending downward over the past few weeks, but it seems like that there's indications the ship may have been righted by this Grizzlies team over the past few days. We'll discuss how significant that is in the second segment of the show. We'll be right back with you here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Before we get into why these victories were so important in the way that they happened for this Grizzlies team, I can tell you that our Bickelob Ultra Player of the Week is going to take a bit of a curveball, a bit of a turn from our usual pool of candidates for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. This week, it's a surprise, but it's well-earned. The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is John Conchar. And the reason why is simply because over the past two games, John Conchar this week in general, over the past week, has stepped back into the rotation after being out of it for an extended period of time, nearly two months, as the Grizzlies roster got deeper due to being healthy. But John Conchar, as he always does, has stepped right in, despite the fact that he's been out of the rotation, always has remained ready, always joyful to be on this team, and you know that he has a happiness to be a part of the roster that he's a part of when he can still maintain his work ethic, his level of attention, his overall desire to get better, and when his number is called, he can step up and deliver. Monday night, he was the spark that we needed off the bench in the second quarter of the game to maintain a lead against the Pelicans, to allow the starters to come back in and extend the lead, and every bit of it was needed as the Grizzlies were able to pull off a victory in the fourth quarter of last night's game. La- or excuse me, Monday night's game. Tuesday night, it was John Contra's overall ability to once again produce across the board, plus shoot well from the field. 18 points a career high for John Conchar. John Conchar himself is a shining example of the joy and happiness that players have playing for the Grizzlies roster, but also knowing that by playing with the players that they're on the roster, they continue to get better. And the thing that I'll ask you is this, are you happy because you win or you win because you're happy? We can consistently say this, especially when the Grizzlies bounce back from tough stretches like they have over the past week, this Grizzlies team wins because they're happy. I'll tell you something else that can make you happy as a fan of the Grizzlies. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And I can tell you this, you can enjoy an entire game of the Grizzlies playing if you enjoy it with a nice glass of Michelob Ultra. Again, only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? The Grizzlies win because they're happy. Hopefully, you can say the same thing with a nice glass of Michelob Ultra every time you watch the Grizzlies. So we've done several segments when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies over the past few weeks talking about how the areas of the offense where the Grizzlies have really performed well going back to the 1st of April as well as where they progressed in the second half of the season, how they were trending downward. You know, know, even when it came to what they do well, assists, scoring in the paint, off turnovers, whatever it may be, all those things were trending downward. And one of the big reasons why is because fatigue had certainly settled in. But it seems like that over the past three games, this Grizzlies team has finally gotten over the hump a bit. Though they still were working out the kinks, though they still were finding area or you know, having areas of struggle, they were able to find not only ways to get the job done, 
but with each passing game, have gotten back into more of a groove. There have been longer stretches of each game over the past three that the Grizzlies have won where they've been able to put together the offense that they needed. For instance, look at Monday night's game. Sunday, Saturday's game was a struggle. The Grizzlies were, were able to win that game, I think, just off of pure talent alone against the Raptors on Saturday. But Monday, it was a 71-point ha first half performance that really gave this Grizzlies the boost that they needed, and it allowed for them to withstand a run by the Pelicans until the Grizzlies were able, re able to find their way again in the fourth quarter. Last night, it was the second half. The Grizzlies have won four out of their last five games, and a big reason why is because they've scored 28 or more points in the fourth quarter in each of those four wins, including more than 30 points in the third quarter last night and more than 30 points in the fourth quarter last night. So when we talk about this Grizzlies team and how much it has struggled, it's been able to check each and every box that it needs to know that it's getting back on the right track. Obviously, against Minnesota last week, it was playing a game like they did in early April when they needed to, because every bit of it was needed with how well Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and others were playing. So the Grizzlies proved to themselves that they could play two a very high level of offense in order to win a game. Against the Raptors, it was an ugly game. Both teams struggled. The Grizzlies were playing down to their competition. But when they needed someone to step up and deliver the most, it was DeAnthony Melton who did it in the fourth quarter against the Raptors. Five threes, it was the ribbon, it was the formula for success, and that's what gave the Grizzlies team their victory. But then coming into this for the first two games of this week against the Pelicans as well as the Mavericks. The reason why I think it's not just that this Grizzlies team won, but how they won, I think that both of those things are levels of importance. Yes, they needed to win, obviously, and it's great that they did. But even more importantly, it's how they won. After the um, Timberwolves game and after the you know losing the game to the Pistons and, and nearly losing the game to the Raptors, though the Grizzlies did well against the Timberwolves, overall they really had struggled to emphasize their strength of being able to produce in the paint, though Jonas Valanciunas was starting to get a bit back on track. But this Grizzlies team each and every game, especially in the games where they were losing when they should be winning against the Clippers who were um, shorthanded against the Magic, against the Pistons, just over the past two or three weeks, this Grizzlies team has really struggled to establish its authority in the paint. It was especially clear against the Pistons. But on Monday night, this Grizzlies team once again showed just how potent it can be on both sides of the court. So coming into Monday night's game against a team in the Pelicans who were one of the better active and more productive teams in the paint in the NBA, the Grizzlies were able to show they could not only match that but exceed that. 66 points in the paint, 19 blocks, which tied a franchise high. On both ends of the court, in a game where the Grizzlies had to show their paint dominance, they did exactly that in order to win the game. And then last night, it was a bit of a flip of the script. Both Jonas Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. were out of the game due to resting, whatever you may have you, they were resting to try to keep fresh for the remainder of the season. So if that was the case, this Grizzlies team comes into last night's game without their two best big men. They're facing a Mavericks team that's playing better than anybody in the NBA over the past few months. And it also is a game in which the Grizzlies were going to have to rely on their perimeter play in order to find success. The unfortunate thing was, was that in their previous 10 games before last night, 
The Grizzlies were 29th in the NBA in shooting the three and 22nd in the NBA in defending the three. And if you recall back when I would, you know, in April, when I was talking about where this Grizzlies team can find, you know, the sustainable form of itself, I had talked about that it comes down to shooting and defending the three, making 12 or more threes per game, being able to limit the offense from making more than 40% of their threes. Well, that's exactly what this Grizzlies team did last night. After Monday night, where this team reminded itself of just how good it can be in the paint, this team on Tuesday night reminded itself just how productive it can be on the perimeter. It held the Mavericks to 31% from shooting the three. The Grizzlies themselves shot nearly 48% from three. Now, they're not going to do that every game. But the fact that they did it when that was going to be really the clear way, that was going to be the best avenue for this Grizzlies team to be able to find a way to win, that's exactly what they did. So the four out of five wins over the past week has certainly been wonderful for this Grizzlies team. But along with that, it's been how they've won. They have progressively gotten better. They have progressively reminded themselves and others of exactly how they can win games and that they can win games in multiple ways depending on what the matchup allows for. John Morant's three-point shooting has continued to emerge as a clear strength. Last night, he was shooting threes with pure confidence. He knew the balls were going in as soon as they left his hand. That confidence has grown because over the past seven weeks now, he's shooting over 40% from three. This progression that people had talked about they wanted to see all season from John Moran, it's here now. It's clearly here. I'm not saying that this is the next evolution of Moran that many people are excited to see, but the fact that he's gaining confidence and being able to shoot the three ball when he wants, how he wants, and in any situation that he wants is a huge development. The other thing, of course, is, is the bench unit. 17 assists last night against the Mavericks. And it was a big key because with Jonas and without Jaron, passing the ball was so key. And we've now got two straight games in which the Grizzlies were able to score 115 or more points with 30 or more assists. This Grizzlies team has put together two straight games in which they're performing the characteristics that under Taylor Jenkins, when those characteristics are performed, making in the teens on threes, having more than 30 assists, scoring more more than a hundred, more than 115 points. Those thresholds being met have a high correlation with this Grizzlies team winning. And not only have they been able to do it, but they've been able to reach those thresholds in multiple ways. That's why the past few nights have been so encouraging. It's not just the wins that have come the Grizzlies' way. It's how they have won. And now this Grizzlies team hopefully has got some games to build off of in which they can achieve the balance that Coach Taylor Jenkins talks about all the time and this roster strives to accomplish at any point in time. And that's being able to to win the game in multiple ways, depending on what specific aspect of their offense is called upon. But the other big thing also is the defense. Holding, you know, like I mentioned in the first segment, holding Luka Doncic to 4 of 16 from the field, holding the Mavericks to 31% from three. If our defense can continue to not only limit the opposing team's best player, but also be able to keep other teams from really going off from beyond the arc, that's probably going to stand out as the one critical trait that will allow for this Grizzlies team to remain in games even if the offense is not performing. So a great two-way performance last night. It's been a great two-way performance 
that's gotten progressively better over the past three games, and it could not have come at a better time for this Grizzlies team, and it shows the resiliency. That's the big thing to take away from all this. The youngest team in the NBA was basically sliding. It was struggling in its efforts to make the playoffs, but when it needed to the most, they righted the ship, they overcame their fatigue, and they got back to what allows for the Grizzlies to play winning basketball. I'm not saying that they're going to sit here and score 120 points or get back to the way that they were playing in April anytime soon, but they at least now know they have the capability to do that anytime that they need to in order to get a victory. So an impressive stretch for this Grizzlies team. It could, could not have come at a more important time, and it's really fun to see how this Grizzlies team continues to mature from John Morant all the way down to the end of the bench. It's a great development to see. But another fun thing to see about this Grizzlies team doesn't even have anything to do directly on the court. It has to do with the reaction and the attention that this team is getting compared to teams in the past when it comes to this Grizzlies franchise. Coming up, I'm going to talk about how it's fun to constantly get reminders of the reach that this Grizzlies roster has that extends well beyond just Memphis. Summer right around the corner, I can tell you this, it's something, you know, a goal for all of us to want to be able to be in the best health we can be. And the thing is, is, you know, that running, exercising, all those things are important. Eating right is important as well to do that. But getting healthy, small yet significant steps in your daily routine that are healthy also matter. And a way to do that is through Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there on the market. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but still has the same health benefits. Have it in the morning for breakfast, in the afternoon as a snack. No matter what your taste preference is, there's over 18 different flavors you can choose from at BuiltBar.com. All you've got to do is go to the website, look at the different flavors, and you can order it, and it's very simple to do. Also, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you put in the promo code LOCKED ON, you'll get 15% of LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. At the end of the day, you want to make your day as healthy as possible, and adding Built Bar to it is a great way to do that. Again, go to BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. As a fan, if one of the things that brings you happiness when it comes to following sports is wagering and betting on sports, I've got the one place that has you covered, and that's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA season is reaching a very exciting ending, and the playoffs are right around the corner for both the NBA and the NHL. UFC every weekend. No matter what sport you follow, get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use the promo code Locked on through the website or the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Today on the Locked On Podcast Network, when and where will the A's move? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need and less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a little bit of a surprise on today's Locked On Today's podcast. Yours truly will be talking about the Memphis Grizzlies with the great Peter Burkowski. So check on the Locked On Today podcast today. So with the Grizzlies gearing up for their playoff run, I've had the opportunity to talk with several people 
you know, looking at the Grizzlies, talking with the Grizzlies about, you know, the opportunity to make the playoffs in the second year of a rebuild, the job that Taylor Jenkins has done, all those different things. But one thing that really stood out to me was an opportunity I had last week to talk with Jamal Spencer, who is a sports reporter out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. We talked specifically about Xavier Tillman, who grew up in Michigan, his rookie season, as well as, obviously, his career at Michigan State, along with Jaron Jackson Jr. And it reminded me of something that's really, really cool about this Grizzlies team that I don't think has been there for this Grizzlies team before, but that kind of the rest of us in Memphis have kind of like to have been a part at some point of this Grizzlies franchise. We know that we all love the Grizzlies here in Memphis, and that's what makes it special. The unique thing about Memphis, and one of the reasons why it's been, the Memphis Grizzlies have been viewed as possibly the best organization in sports, you know, through ESPN, the magazine rankings, and things such as that, is the culture that's been created here to support the Grizzlies. But the great thing about it is, is that level of support, that culture, when it comes to the Grizzlies, it's expanding. And it's because of how well this front office has put this team together. And what I mean by that is this. In Michigan, they follow Michigan State basketball and Michigan basketball like crazy. They do it in all forms of sports when it comes to those two colleges. Well, now the Memphis Grizzlies have two of the more beloved players in recent history when it comes to Michigan State in Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. I have interacted with many different Michigan fans through the locker room app, just in general who have reached out to me, and in general conversation elsewhere, who follow the Grizzlies very closely. They cheer every single day for Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. And the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that folks in Michigan really do enjoy following. Yes, it may be because of the fact that the Detroit Pistons are struggling right now. But the other thing about it is, is besides Jackson Jr. and besides Xavier Tillman, this Grizzlies team is having this success many other teams in other areas of the nation want to have as well. So it's kind of a double-edged sword of positivity. Michigan fans, can, Michigan State fans can follow due to Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. playing for the Grizzlies, but also fans in that general region, they want to follow the Grizzlies because they want an idea of what the next step for the Pistons looks like. Look at Desmond Bain who I'm not sure if he's the most successful player in the history of TCU basketball, but I can say with with confidence he could easily become one of the most beloved. He already is one of the most beloved players in the history of TCU basketball and could become one of the most prominent with a good NBA career. I've had the pleasure of talking with Locked on TCU about Desmond Bain's rookie season. And with the success that he's had, that is another fan base that becomes fans of the Grizzlies because one of the more beloved athletes in the history of TCU is now a part of the Memphis Grizzlies. We obviously know the impact that John Moran has had on the Mid-South, on South Carolina, obviously across the nation, but specifically the Murray State community coming from a college that typically, yes, they have produced some good players, but typically is not a consistent producer of elite players. But here we are with John Morant in Memphis, and now obviously the rest of the Mid-South. It's not just Memphis itself, but it's the rest of the Mid-South that pays attention to the Grizzlies because of the fact that John Morant is here and is in a starring role. That's what's been so awesome about the Grizzlies team and the construction of it is that you see it also with, on the West Coast, you see some USC, USC following due to DeAnthony Melton. Not necessarily UCLA because UCLA has produced tons of talent over the years. But, you know, just in general, for a couple of different reasons, with the fact that this Grizzlies team 
has successfully been able to put together a roster of players who come from different backgrounds in terms of where they played, how they played, the different types of successes that they've had. We can, we're getting several different players, not only from powerhouse colleges like Michigan State, but also from colleges where we've not seen a ton of talents come from before. All those things together, plus the Grizzlies absolutely dominating their rebuild, for lack of a better word, in terms of exceeding expectations, in terms of players for, uh, on all levels progressing in their development, exceeding the expectations that was there for their ceilings early in their career. Those two things, with how good the Grizzlies are developing players and their styles of play, but also that where they've gotten their players from, it's allowed for more sections of the country than we may think to be Grizzlies fans. And it allows for fun conversation. It allows for the exposure that many of us have wanted for the Grizzlies to get, the respect for the Grizzlies to get, and we've seen more of it. Not necessarily related to us getting these players from different areas of the nation, but just in general, the Grizzlies are one of the more respected organizations in the sport right now because of how well they've drafted, the culture that's been created here, and the development of the players in a short time frame. So this is the new one of the new great things about this new version of the Grizzlies. The desire for us to become a bigger brand is certainly continuing to grow. Yes, that has to do a lot with Jaw, but it also has to do with the fact that the Grizzlies have done such a good job, both on the business and the basketball front, of choosing the right talents, choosing them from places where the support's going to be there for these players and now for the Grizzlies, and doing it in a way in which it promotes positivity, happiness, and success. All those things play into the rising brand that is the Memphis Grizzlies and a brand that is rising not just in Memphis, but in different parts of the country and around the world as well. And that development adds to the confidence that Grizzlies fans in the Memphis area should have when it comes to any future questions of, you know, well, eventually, you know, could the team relocate? Or what could this mean? How long could Ja, Jaron, and other stars stay here? What about other stars coming here? All these small things that I'm discussing right now, they all play a part in that. And with the fact that all of them are going in a positive direction right now, that not only should allow for us to have confidence and that the success can be sustainable, when it comes to this Grizzlies team, but it also should allow for us to know that in terms of keeping the team in Memphis, in terms of keeping our stars that are on the team now here and maybe attracting another star or two to become a true potential talent or title contender, all that plays a part in it. It's not just about what's on the court. It's about what's off the court. And the attention that's being paid to the Grizzlies both on and off the court I think is more widespread than it has ever been because of how well this front office and this organization has done in putting together a roster that not only loves playing together but loves improving and getting better together as well. It's a lot of fun to see. Thanks so much for joining us for this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Tomorrow, we will discuss where the West is set, the importance of the Grizzlies game, two games against the Sacramento Kings. A win tomorrow night really puts things in perspective for this Grizzlies team in a positive way. We'll discuss that and much more. Also, preview the Kings game itself. We'll discuss that and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Don't forget, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. It's a pleasure to be with you. The podcast is wherever podcasts are available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you choose to listen. That's where we'll be. Until tomorrow, hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.